Welcome to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and today I'm speaking with Bridget Danner. Bridget Danner has been a licensed acupuncturist since 2004 and certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner since 2015. After losing everything to toxic mold, Bridget now educates about toxins and coaches women on how to detoxify through a functional approach. She's the host of the upcoming DIY Detox Summit, a free online summit happening this June 3rd through 10th of this year, 2019. I hope that you enjoy our conversation today. Bridget is a wealth of knowledge and she's really trying to just uh, break down a really complex topic into um really effective, tangible strategies for you to do at home. So uh, enjoy our conversation. Thank you. Welcome, Bridget. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Hi, Christine. Really happy to be here and get to know your community. And I know they're very smart about detox already, which is what we're going to talk about. But hopefully we can give them some new tips today. Absolutely. And I so enjoyed meeting you last year. And I really um, am grateful for the invitation to be on your summit that's coming up on June 3rd, I believe is the, the date. It's the DIY Detox Summit. And I think it's just such an awesome topic because many of the things that we share, especially at Sophia, it really um, you know, it happens at home where we have to give our patients a lot of tools and tips that they can do on their own in order to get uh, well. It's not, um, you know, these things don't happen overnight. So it's just a process. So I, I think it's just such a great topic. And I'm really excited to pick your brain today. Yeah, let's do it. So your journey, like many of ours, you know, started with a personal story around toxic mold. And I really, if you don't mind sharing that with us uh, today and just what that looked like for you, because mold is still, while there's a lot of information out there, if you're struggling out there and you're not getting the answers um, about your health or getting the results that we all want for you out there, you know, mold is something absolutely that needs to be investigated. It's a hard topic because it requires typically a lot of, you know, big changes, like even moving. Um, but again, your health is so important that if your health can change by moving, you know, it seems like a small thing in the end, right? So if you don't mind, Bridget, uh, sharing your story, um, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, I want to share that story, but I'm going to go back even further because I think it's just interesting how life kind of goes in cycles and circles. So when I was a kid, I was really into... Um, I was really concerned about the environment. I was concerned about the hole in the ozone, which was like a big deal when I was a kid and like uh, animal rights. And like, I was just a very sensitive person, a little kid who was interested in that stuff. And I actually was debating whether to go into natural medicine or to go into like, um, studying the environment or studying, you know, something like more directly for the environment. I went into natural medicine always with the idea that I wanted to kind of save the planet. Like, but then, um, you know, I studied acupuncture and Chinese medicine and I moved to Portland, you know, already pretty green and aware and really like my environmental activism went on the back burner because it just wasn't really part of my practice. And, you know, it wasn't really a conversation that needed to be had with my clients but then I was living in this 100-year-old, you know, remodeled house in Portland and uh, finally discovered the reason I wasn't getting better and was having some symptoms um, was because we had toxic mold in our house. So, of course, it was this huge disruptor. Um, 
we spent probably, I don't know, $80,000 on our house. We had to move out. We had to eventually get rid of all our belongings. Um, We got sicker before I got better. Uh, I can talk more about all of that. Um, But it, it really changed the trajectory of my practice as well because I was constantly learning about detox and I thought, well, you know, this is really what, like, what, why I got into this. And now, now I see a way to really embrace this. Um, So I teach about detoxing the body, but I also talk about, you know, detoxing the home and making more environmentally conscious choices with, you know, what we eat and how we shop. And so that feels really good and fulfilling to me that I can talk about all that again. So there can always be like a silver lining, (laughs) no matter how dark the cloud. Mm -hmm. You have a great attitude about it because I know that must have been, you know, it's a really hard process to go through. And I think, um, you know, my message is uh, as well, even though, I mean, I know that this is a continual unfolding for how I um, practice my personal life as well. But, um, you know, I think the illnesses that we're seeing and, you know, why there's toxic mold and why people are chronically sick is, you know, really interconnected to what's happening on the planet. And, you know, our bodies are, these messengers, when our bodies are sick, you know, a lot of it has to, you know, we're connected, right? So we have to look at the environment and how we can continue to improve the environment um, to have healthier bodies and healthier uh, children and uh, so forth. So I, I'm all about that as well. Yeah, it's the bigger picture for sure. Yeah. And I wonder, Christine, and I think I may have mentioned this on the summit some, you know, I think toxic mold in our houses have been happening for a while since we changed construction practices and just some things, you know, have changed about the way we build. But I also wonder if we're hearing about it so much more, it seems like, in the last few years because of EMF in the homes mm-hmm. and Wi-Fi. I just I just have a feeling, and it, EMF isn't my number one specialty. We, you know, luckily I have other friends who can come <laughs> on and talk about that. But I just, yeah, I wonder, I, you know, I know it scrambles a lot of things in our body. And I just wonder if it's making us mm-hmm. you know, more sensitive to something that was already going on, which was this mm-hmm. change with our home building. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's an excellent, you know, observation. And Dr. Klinghardt, um, you know, who I work with, he has often said, you know, that, you know, it's, it's definitely the people are getting sicker and, you know, we have evolved with a lot of these, you know, bugs and pathogens and molds, um, you know, for a long, long time. So what has been changing more rapidly to see the increase in the rise of the illnesses that we're seeing is the changes in our environment and, you know, this chemical soup that we're all exposed to, which you're going to, you know, continue to educate us about. But, um, you know, the, you know, definitely elephant in the room for a lot of this is the increasing electromagnetic uh, field exposures and how that's impacting the body. And, um, you know, I always like to say, like, recall, like the, the, I remember the first iPhone came out in 2007, right? It's 2019. And, you know, our, every year, our connectedness gets more and more, you know, 5G's coming out. Um, so 
with that, you know, that has to be a factor. And there have been um, studies to show um, in high EMF environments, um, mold does grow um, more um, virulent mm. and more quickly. And so um, Dr. Klinghart quotes a study that I'd have to look up, but this is not, this This has been tangibly um, shown. I, I think the visual that maybe many of our um, listeners might um, recall is the students who did um, the experiment in the classroom of growing watercress, um, I believe the the plant in the classroom next to the router and one that was away from the uh, Wi-Fi router. And it was like astonishing the difference. And so I'm just sharing that example mm. to like show the, like the EMF definitely has a biological impact on, you know, plant growth. And it makes us um, think about, uh, cor- of course, molds as well. Yeah, yeah, it's just, and it, you know, there are probably lots of factors. It was this past winter, the the Mold Summit, and uh, the host of that, who is also on our summit, Margaret Christensen, was saying, you know, she really sees it when we become sick with mold. It's usually just a tipping point of what mm-hmm. was already dysregulated in our body. And as I look back on my own story, I definitely consider all that, too. You know, most people who find out they have mold also find out they have a chronic virus or parasites or heavy metals. And sometimes it's hard to know which all came first. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the ecosystem, right? And then, you know, mold toxins, which are mycotoxins, have to be cleared right through the liver and the gallbladder. So if the liver already has to do a lot. And if it has to take, you know, care of you know, glyphosate and mercury and, you know, all of these other things that we'll talk about today. It's just, again, how you shared, it's like that one more stress that just, um, you know, uh, causes our body to break down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're so happy that you're healthy and you've learned a lot and you've, you know, transformed your story, um, you know, to one of hope and healing and just sharing information. And so um, you obviously became passionate about detox. And so, you know, this is, again, a really um, popular topic. But for someone who's listening and is thinking about detox, let's just kind of oversimplify it a little bit. And, you know, what is your, um, you know, if someone's thinking about where to start with detox, how would you educate someone who's really kind of starting this thought process in their health? Yeah, I mean, I think your audience is, again, pretty educated, but I sometimes I have to remind myself that when I say detox, some people might be thinking alcohol and drug detox mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like, you know, a glute, you know, 30, whole 30 or, you know, a juice cleanse and all those things are great. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a little broader view of it. So, um, you know, as far as where to get started, I really think you have to think about environment first, because like we, everything we just said, you know, if you're going to go ahead and do supplements and, you know, things we're going to talk about later, it, it doesn't really matter if you're still in that environment. You know, if I stayed in my moldy house in Portland, I'd still be really sick right now. So you do have to change your environment. And for some people that could be mold or thinking about where's my Wi-Fi router, where's, you know, what's going on with my EMF. Um, and then there's, you know, simple things to people who listening may be thinking, you know, do I need a water filter? And that's something we cover in the summit. Um, do I need an air filter? You know, our indoor air quality is worse than outdoor air quality now. Mm-hmm. So it's something to think about um, as you remodel or you redecorate or you you know buy a new home. Those are really key times to be thinking about 
building materials and furniture and curtains because those decisions are pretty key to see if you're going to get a lot of off-gassing or not, <laughs> depending mm-hmm. on what you choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think those are important. And then just kind of the small things we touch every day, you know, our our beauty products, our cleaning products, our utensils in the kitchen, you know, what we store our food in, um, just avoiding plastics, avoiding fragrances, avoiding, you know, vinyl. Um, there's so many choices and it can sound overwhelming. But everyone's just starting where they're at. So, again, your audience has probably already reduced plastic in the kitchen and, you know, already made some decisions. But there could be some decisions you're about to make. Maybe you're looking at a new mattress or um, you are looking at a water filter. So wherever you're at, take the time to do some research and think about, you know, the best choice you can make um, on your budget is another factor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And just, you know, little by little, make your home where you spend the most time and especially your bedroom a clean environment. So I think that before we get too excited about all the fun things about detoxing, think about your environment first. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And you know how I was trained, um, you know, it's really, you know, avoiding exposure first, right? When we want to detox the body, you know, we want to try to, um, you know, avoid these things when we're trying to get, um, get them out of our bodies as well. So, so no, all great tips. And I know, um, Many people have had this or starting to have this conversation more and more, but let's just bring it high level to, you know, why are we avoiding these toxins and how toxins are really linked to autoimmunity, which is on the rise, you know, all of the hormonal imbalances. I know that you really focus on thyroid and hormonal health, but just how, you know, just a few highlights of how these toxins can um, derail our immune system and our endocrine system. Yeah, so that's a great question too. So, you know, many chemicals look like hormones in the body, especially like estrogen for some reason. Mm -hmm. Everything looks like estrogen. Um, So just like that can just really disrupt hormonal communication. Mm -hmm. And many toxins just create inflammation in the body at the cellular level. So the cell receptors maybe aren't taking in hormones as they should be, uh, aren't getting, you know, aren't getting sort of nutrition and ingredients, so to speak, into the cell like it should be. Um, Heavy metals can be very disruptive in that way. And then things like mold toxins that we talked about earlier can really affect like the mitochondria of a cell. So like when I was my sickest, I was just you know, so bone tired. So often when my own clients come to me and, you know, kind of seems like they're doing everything right, but they're so exhausted, I look for toxicity. So those are a few examples. I'm sure there's a lot, <laughs> a lot more to say, but mm-hmm. gives you kind of some pots to think about for, for what could be going on. Do you um, do lab tests in your practice for toxins or do you just kind of obviously assume, I mean, I, I'm at my, um, in my practice, I am often pretty jaded. I'm like, well, we're on the planet, so we can assume a lot of these things, right? You know, but do you um, do targeted testing or do you just have kind of a, this global um, approach? You know, we're starting to do more. You know, my background was more with hormones. So we do a lot of hormone testing and gut testing, which is maybe what the toxins are affecting. Mm-hmm. Um but I have a feeling moving more, moving forward, especially after the summit, we're going to do, 
you know, more mold testing and more chemical testing. I think people do like to see results. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I ran my own glyphosate and and toxicity test about a year ago, and it was pretty interesting Mm -hmm. (laughs) to see to see that. Um, so yeah, I have a feeling more. And I, I, I think with a lot of cases, if you just feel really stuck, mm-hmm. then, then that's sort of the time to test for toxins. But you know, yeah, maybe first I'd test for hormones and gut and that kind of a thing before I go after mm-hmm. the toxins. Testing. Yeah. Yeah. And this is all when you're prioritizing, you know, resources and things, you know, getting, um, doing labs that are going to translate into treatment, right? So, yeah, and mold is a good one because it's a pretty clear, like, yes or no. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's good to, you know, if you suspect it, um, those are good tests to run for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have a um, test that you recommend for um, uh, rolling out mold in the home? Do you have a favorite uh, these days? Yeah, within the home itself, uh, I like the real-time labs. I forget what it's called, like a mycotoxin dust test, Mm -hmm. something like that. You can order that yourself. So that actually tests for like the toxin levels rather than just mold spores. Mm -hmm. So I like that test. It seems like more and more companies are coming out with tests, but that's one I recommend. Mm -hmm. And then um, within the body, I like um, the Great Plains test for mycotoxins, urine test. And I like the test for Marcon's infections in the, in the nose. I think that that's an important one that um, is being overlooked because mold can colonize in the nose and, and just throw off um, the bacterial environment in the nose and and you're making less melatonin. So I was lucky to learn about that one on my own podcast a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So I do recommend that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the tip off for um, patients who've had a chronic mold exposure, they have this chronic sinusitis and chronic uh, respiratory issues. I mean, it's not always the case, but um, I do find a lot of my patients were um, always, you know, finding strategies for the sinuses and just um, trying to correct the microbiome in the sinus. Yeah. And I'll also say like, I personally don't have any nasal symptoms, but I still have a mark on. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And it's a great point because sometimes people are, you know, that can be misleading, right? Oh, I don't have symptoms, you know, in this area of the body, but sometimes that's almost more problematic because there's like the immune system's almost turned off in that area. Right. And so, um, so no, that that's a great point to bring up. Many, um, you know, people may have heard like, okay, I'm having a detox reaction or I'm, I'm doing a detox and I don't feel good. And, um, you know, just kind of this language around, you know, detox leading to sometimes more headaches or, you know, more symptoms. Um, so how do you approach that in your framework and how do you caution people, um, around those symptoms? Yeah. So I think there's two things to think about. And the first would just be to make sure that you're having bowel movements every day. And I've been studying a little bit with uh, Jay Davidson, who's also going to be on our summit. And, you know, he says really, even when you're detoxing, make sure you're even having a little more bowel movements than usual, like at least two times a day and not just at least one time a day. So I think that that's an interesting tip to think about. Um, Make sure you're sweating. I really advocate for using a sauna. Some people really 
just either don't, don't, you know, don't exercise or don't sweat or, and then sometimes they're just like having a imbalance in their body that they don't sweat well. So those are a couple things to do. Um, I also like supporting like lymph drainage with like lymphatic massage or dry brushing or using a rebounder, um, that kind of thing. So get it. And this came up in the summit a lot, like getting your detox pathways open, make sure they're working. It's sort of a, a first step, uh, especially if you, you know, you've been really sick and you're really going for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the detox. Mm-hmm. So that's one aspect. The other is just sort of walking the fine line of what's too much. And, you know, if, if you were very sick like me or like some of your pa- patients, I'm sure Christine, mm-hmm. like there's a lot in there to move and it's, it can be easy to take it too far too quickly, more than your body can handle. And then you'll get those inflammatory reactions like headaches. Um, and it's no fun, like zero fun mm-hmm. <laughs> to go through that. So I just really encourage like find, find your line. And like for me, um, I had a little IV chelation that made me feel horrible and I was not I didn't keep going. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and it can change from time to time. Like I've done coffee enemas pretty heavily through this time, but there was a little certain time where a coffee enema would give me a detox reaction and it didn't last, but it, that went on for like a month. So I had to stop. Um, so I, in my personal view, I don't think that detoxing should ever make you feel horrible. Um, then you've gone too fast. So just that's a, just a, a question you have to answer within yourself. Um, and you're going to accidentally go over the edge sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just come back, come back around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's part of the process. And I think that's, you know, great advice. I mean, um, you know, there is this kind of language sometimes you have to get worse before you get better and people pushing through things that, um, you know, are actually symptoms of something not being, um, you know, supported as well. And so, you know, always, I agree, um, you know, definitely talk to your doctor, whoever you're working with, um, to make sure that you're, you're safe and supporting all the other routes of elimination so that your body, um, doesn't have these symptoms. That's my approach, at least, you know, when people have a lot of, um, you know, headaches or, you know, um, you know, let's say their liver and gallbladder is really stuck. Then I have to not only look at their liver and gallbladder, but like you said, look at the colon, look at the kidneys, look at sweating and doing a combination of that and binders and some drainage typically get people out of that crisis. And then you have to, uh, decide, you know, okay, where are we going to, what are we going to really, uh, do here? So I, I think that's really great advice because you're obviously better and you're listening to your body through this process. And, um, you stopped when things were getting worse, which I think is really great advice. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, it's, everybody's different and, and yeah, I personally feel like you don't have to push through hard things. You're already sick. Mm-hmm. You don't need to feel sicker. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you will eventually get better. So don't be too hard on yourself if you have to slow down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so diet is obviously foundational. We all have to eat every day, right? And so how can we use um, you know, diet and nutrition to help us detox? Yeah, well, I'll share what what came up on the summit. And again, I think that many of your listeners are already, you know, doing a paleo diet or a keto diet or an autoimmune diet or whatever, which is fantastic. 
Um, I really liked what Terry Walls had to say and just hearing her story that she was doing paleo diet and doing supplements, but it was when she added this, you know, greater amount of greens and colorful vegetables and brassicas to her diet that things really started to change for her. Uh, so it's actually pretty simple if I'm interpreting it right, which is um, two cups of leafy greens, two cups of cruciferous vegetables, and two cups of colorful vegetables before cooking is kind of the daily amount. Um, and that really changed things for her. So I've been talking to my own clients about that and, you know, you're not going to be perfect every day, but like just aim for that and try for that. So I think that's, yeah, a nice simple way that you can really support detoxification pathways, um, in a very affordable way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and you know, even if you're already eating paleo or this or that, most of us need more vegetables. So that's one tip. Um, and then fermented foods came up at, in the summit different times, just helping to reset the microbiome. Um, and that's kind of a reminder that many of us need, you know, just a little serving a day. We have somebody on the summit talking about how to make kimchi and um, we've got Donna Gates on there who actually didn't really want to talk about fermented foods, even though it's her specialty, because mm-hmm. um, she wanted to talk about enemas that she's a big fan of. Mm-hmm. So that was covered too. Um, Kieran Krishnan is on there and he talks about just getting a, a big variety of foods, um, you know, not just eating the same five or six vegetables all the time, really getting creative because that feeds your microbiome differently. Mm-hmm. So those are some kind of like out of the box um, you know, detox mm-hmm. you might want to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. And how about, um, do you do broccoli sprouts or have you sprouted your own broccoli? Um, has that been a thing that you've tackled yet? It can be overwhelming. Um, but, and there's lots of capsules and things these way these days, but I was just curious if, um, you're into that. Yeah, it's funny you brought that up. It came up on the summit and it actually, so I, I went to a new farmer's market this past weekend and I bought some broccoli sprouts that they cut for me there. So I have not grown my own, but I did. I, now I know where I can get some fresh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So Magdalena, I mean, I always butcher her name, but Shalaki uh, was on the summit talking about detoxing estrogens. And she said that actually um, putting the sprouts in like warm water activates them, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe you already knew that, but I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, know so that I thought that was interesting too. Yeah. No, I know there's some enzyme that gets activated when we chew them or, you know, how they're, uh, they're better absorbed. Um, you know, but that's interesting. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. But, um, but no, I, I love this because it's like, of course, there's supplements out there and all sorts of ways to make this easy. But, um, you know, you can do this at home, you know, as well. You can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people get tired of taking a lot of supplements mm-hmm. and it's expensive. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, it maybe takes a little more dedication and time to grow your own sprouts or make sure you're cooking vegetables and whatnot. Um, but if you're in a point in your life, you have more time than money then put in that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good, a good, um, way to look at it. Right. Um, but no, so, um, no, we're big into broccoli sprouts these days. So I was just curious. Um, <laughs> so tell us about your views about the sauna. I mean, there's so many different sauna options out there these days. I mean, obviously we talked about sweating as a great way to detox, but what are your current views on the sauna? 
so now I have my own sauna, my own little like personal sauna, and I can share the brand and stuff if you want. But I would I would say, you know, the core part is just get sweating and use any sauna you can. So when we were homeless, basically, I was at my parents using a little sauna at their gym. And then when we moved into a rental house, we were right next door to a gym and I used that sauna. So, you know, I wasn't at a point in my life to buy a sauna or have a sauna anywhere. So I just used saunas I could use. You know, were they perfectly EMF-free? No, they weren't. Um, but sauna has so many benefits. You know, it's it lowers stress. It detoxes mold and heavy metals. And, you know, it's been shown to just detox tons of stuff. Um, it activates cellular healings. It's just like, I think it's just one of the most powerful techniques we have. So first step is just get in saunas. And again, if you can't tolerate a lot, then just be in there five minutes or be in there 20 minutes with the heat really low. You know, there are options um, to make it easier if you're not heat tolerant or you get a detox reaction. Um, and then later, yeah, I mean, infrared saunas are kind of more the, the, the rage now. I happen to have a sunlight and sauna, um, but, you know, it's not, it doesn't, I love it using it. I don't think it's perfect. Um, my friend pointed out it basically has a memory foam pad <laughs> laying on, <laughs> so that's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think people are getting a little too bent up out of shape about the sauna debates, which sauna is better. So I would just encourage people to do their own research. And, you know, if you are very EMF sensitive, look for one with low EMF. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I think any sauna you get in is, is probably going to help your health. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I always talk about that study. Um, my baby brain, I can't remember what Scandinavian, um, country, I think maybe Finland, but they show just, you know, the typical, you know, sauna, um, they looked at, um, risk of Alzheimer's and basically the risk went down in the, um, the population that was doing regular sauna. So the, the benefits are so vast. And I, I like that just, we've made things too complicated, <laughs> you know, with the sauna, you know, with, um, sweating is just, um, you know, any way that you can get sweating is going to only have a, um, benefit for your health. Some of my, um, patients are a little too weak at first to do the sauna. And I just want to make sure that people know, that if you're doing the sauna and you feel really wiped or tired, you've either been in there too long or it's just not the right time and you need to do other things, you know, to support your body. And then I don't know about you, Bridget, but I like it when people take um, electrolytes, um, which are things like sodium, potassium. Um, so that can be helpful when you're sweating. And then also, um, we like to have people do binders just because of the mobilization of toxins that can happen when you're in the sauna. So there's, everyone has their little tips and tricks, but you should feel better from the sauna. And if you're feeling worse, you're overdoing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. I've had one client who could just do like a infrared like pad instead she couldn't do like a full sauna um and yeah i think the ultimate like sauna protocol would be you do glutathione before you do electrolytes while you're in there and then you do binders when you come out that would be sort of my (laughs) yeah the the (laughs) detox circuit right Mm -hmm. yeah and you can even do essential oils while you're in there too it's you know honestly i forget a lot of these steps because i have a sauna at my house now so i'm like just 
a little too comfortable. Yeah. Uh, but I, that's the ultimate way. And then you want to clean really well afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have toxins on your body and you don't want to reabsorb them. Mm-hmm. Do you have a showering kind of protocol? Do you do hot or cold or just kind of get your body wiped off? Sometimes I, I kind of scrub myself with Epsom salts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have like some charcoal soap I'll use sometimes. But again, I don't do it every time. Um, but I do it sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a good point. You want you do all that hard work. You don't want those things to be reabsorbed, you know, in the body. Yeah. Um. So Bridget, I know you use a lot of essential oils, um, and you just kind of mentioned them um, here now. But do you have any um, favorite essential oils, or do you have kind of some strategies how we can incorporate essential oils um, to help our bodies detox better? Yeah, I'll mention a few. I mean, one one popular one is rosemary, and if you run like a Great Plains um, toxins test, often they'll mention like rosemary oil in the notes. Um, it's an oil you can use. It helps detox the liver and the gut. So that's like a single oil you could use. Um, grapefruit is also a powerful oil to open up detox pathways and like the kidney and a urinary system. It helps um, with cellulite too. So some people develop cellulite from being toxic. So you can like put grapefruit on your skin and like use a dry brush. Um, all, all the citruses seem to help move lymph for me. So when I was really sick, I was using this oil called Citrus Bliss. It's just basically citrus and like vanilla. And I was just intuitively using it on my neck a lot to to move lymph. And that felt nice. Um, citrus and also mint are really nice for circulation in the brain. So if you're having a lot of, you know, memory issues due to your toxicity, you can kind of massage some citrus and mint into the scalp. Um, I use a blend called Motivate for that one Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, let's see, Juniper is another detoxifying oil, um, lemon also. Um, and yeah, you could, you know, with somebody on the summit mentioned, you could do it with a castor oil pack, use the oil, or you could put some on the soles of your feet before you use the sauna. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just, just if you're interested in oils, I, I will say that I had just gotten a little oil collection before I got really sick. So I was just, you know, you, I didn't have the bandwidth to study them, but I was using them and, um, they were really helpful. You know, they're not going to cure you, but they're just good little helpers. Um, mm-hmm. I was using, I don't know if you know, there's a blend called Breathe that has like eucalyptus and peppermint. I, You know, a lot of people with mold toxicity especially are just um, re- compromised in the respiratory tract. They're just kind of wheezy or just feel like they can't get a deep breath. So I would use that one a lot too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, those are so many great tips and tools. And we agree as well with that, you know, the drainage in the neck often gets really compromised. It seems to be just a really, you know, um, big uh-huh. highway in the, the body, right? The interconnection between the brain and the, the rest of the body, and then also the thoracic duct, which is kind of a huge kind of lymph drainage center in the body is on the kind of like the left, um, clavicle of the, you know, kind of like your collarbone, if you will. So, um, we often have people do like the self-lymphatic drainage massage or put essential oils. So that's, um, that's really cool that you were, you know, guided to do the same thing. Cause it just seems to be a big, um, 
Yeah, big area. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea about this. Mm-hmm. I just was like, oh, I'm congested in there. And then in the groin, too, I found, mm-hmm. I, I found I would be so congested. So I do, like, squats and dry brushing. And I never thought to put oils there for some reason, but I definitely did things to open that area up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just these areas of kind of – um, where lymph nodes are more concentrated is kind of where we want to create more movement. And I do, I do agree. Oils can do that topically. Um, it's a great topical strategy at home and they make you feel good. You, you typically, um, they have an uplifting, um, or calming or whatever quality the oil has, but they can, um, you know, affect our mood, which is nice. It's very nice because when you're going through chronic illness, it's probably many listeners are, you know, it's a mental mental game just to keep going and just feel okay about your day when you're having a crappy day mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. absolutely. So something that can just shift you a little bit it's pretty nice mm-hmm. no absolutely absolutely and then um you know i know i mean we have to of course cover the digestive system right um when we think about detox and so what are your ideas of how to protect our digestive system um when we're thinking about detox yeah, we have a whole day dedicated to digestion on the summit because it's so, so important. Um, I mean, I think food quality is is really key. You know, one of our speakers was saying that um, like 90% of, of pesticides and stuff are concentrated in animal products. So mm. that's an important one to think about. Um, again, your listeners are probably really savvy, but it's not bad to get a reminder to just we don't want to put things into us that are actually harmful. So really watching food quality, watching that things are organic. We had a lot of people talk about glyphosate on the summit and just, you know, really being careful to avoid GMO foods and organic. And sometimes that means eating out a little less and Uh cooking a little more. Uh Um, So food quality is good. We talked a little bit about diet, about like having fermented foods and this kind of a thing. Um, We do talk about some supplement protocols on the summit, um, using probiotics and prebiotics and yeah, and options for doing enemas, um, which many people haven't tried in this day and age. So it's good to be kind of exposed to some of those options. I don't know if you guys use or recommend those in your clinic, Christine, do you guys? We do. We do. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about that. That's kind of a nice advanced technique. It's not really that advanced, but in our culture. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Right. I know. It's sometimes the simple things are um, get lost, right? So, Bridget, tell us about some other highlights of your summit. Like, who are some other speakers that you're really excited mm-hmm. to share um, with everyone? Yeah, well, your old summit partner, uh, Wendy Myers, is on there talking about heavy metals. Um, Evan Brand, people probably know us as being a toxin expert, and he's talking about testing options. Um, We've got uh, Siobhan Sarna talking about kind of DIY digestive diagnosis, which is pretty cool, pretty cool topic. We've got um, Hannah Crum talking about how to make your own kombucha, um, which is a fun one. 
Yeah, Jonathan Landsman has a whole lecture on EMF, so if you're curious about that. Um, we've got Marisa Snyder talking about essential oils. Um, since I came from a women's health background, I wanted to get a men's health expert, so we have um, Dr. Jerry Bailey talking about how toxins can affect male hormones, too. That's great. That's we always forget to talk about men, right, with the endocrine disruptors. We're always talking about estrogen, which, of course, they have, too, but... Um, but yeah, no, I think that's so important. Yeah, we've got two topics, two talks on thyroid. I know that's a common concern for people. So I, we tried to kind of have a little something for everyone. Mm-hmm. No, I, I was looking at your speaker list and you have a lot of great information. And um, no, I'm really, really um, excited that you put this together. It's a lot of work on your part, but I know that you're really passionate about this topic and probably had fun learning along the way as well. Yeah, I, my speakers, you know, I've hosted a lot of events, Christine, and had a lot of podcasts, but, like, I feel, like, just really proud of, of this group of speakers and the level of expertise that they're bringing. It's it's pretty impressive. So you'll get, the summit doesn't start till June 3rd, but right away you'll get um, three talks, and you'll get um, an ebook from me about... Um, like my morning little detox routine, which is doing some of the dry brushing and squatting I told you about, mm-hmm. and then a little green drink I made. So if you want to kind of get your hands dirty right away and do some things differently in your day, you'll have some access. Mm-hmm. No, that sounds like so much great information. And no, again, congratulations on putting such a wonderful event together. I know it's a lot, a lot of work. So that is awesome. We're going to be able to, it's, you know, here before we know it. So Bridget, did we cover everything? Is there anything that you feel on your mind or your heart that you want to share as we wrap up? Um, no, I think we gave kind of people a good overview. I would just really encourage you to just stop what you're doing and take the 15 seconds to sign up because I think, you know, even if, if, you know, these summits can be overwhelming, but if you learn one key thing you needed for your own health or three important tidbits that you'll do every day, you know, then to me, it's completely worth it. So Mm-hmm. Just, just take a little time, sign up on Christine's link, and um, just, just come learn with us. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Bridget, for your time and all your energy and um, knowledge that you're sharing. And how can people find um, more about you and your work? And you work with clients as well, right? Yeah. So me personally, it's just my name, BridgetDanner.com. And we've got a bunch of free gifts. We've got one about like supplements for mold, if you were curious about that. So yeah, I would love for people to come like check me out more on my site. Great. We'll have a link to your uh, site as well as a link to your summit. And um, this was really fun. And I'm really um, excited to uh, listen to the summit as well. Thank you. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Bridget. And again, we have a link in the show notes about how you can find out about her upcoming DIY Detox Summit that's airing June 3rd through the 10th of 2019. I am speaking on the summit. Um, and you can find more about Bridget about on her website, BridgetDanner.com. And again, thank you all for listening to this podcast. It's been a really uh, a fun learning experience. Uh, for me over the last uh, year and a half. And if you have any speakers or suggestions or reviews, please feel free to email us at info at drchristineschaffner.com. Thank you so much.